Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You got to dim the lights please. a little bit, yeah. turn on the candles, crack a bottle oh, of wine. Okay. Because right. The lights have been dimmed. Okay. Prepare yourself, boys. Okay. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Let's go for the blast to left field. Way back and long gone. Wow. Yeah, we actually started yesterday's show with five minutes of just playing the crack of the crack of bats, Judd Zolgad. That's what we did. Oh, it's a glorious sound. Yeah. That's a completely yeah. glorious sound. Uh, welcome back from Vegas. Rami took off early to get back and visit family in uh, the enemy territory of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Unfortunate game for his club last night. Well, he was hoping they would win last night so they could have some sort of a clinching situation when he <laughs> yeah, was there. Yeah, I know. Exactly. And... Uh, doesn't look like that's going to... He was hoping just to be there when they clinched the series. It's a bit of a happen. different clinching situation now. It's a clenching. Yeah, clenching. Ooh, clenching situation. Wow. Jonathan. Very good. Uh, so, Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and Score North mobile app. And we want to get your Vegas recap at some point. Okay. Talk about your escapades. And you were you were mining the Twitter audience yeah, for the best back, sports books. I brought back sheets. Are these futures bets? Odds, Yes. I brought back a ton of them. So these are current. Are the are these? Um, I took these out of the. Do you, hard have, do you have MLB futures in here somewhere, like the World Series odds? Yeah, they're right here. Hard Rock. These are like these are as of a couple days ago. Yes. Oh yeah, I collected them all. So Twins. Look now this is before they hit eight home runs against yeah. the oh, Angels. Yeah. yeah, look at it. But they ooh okay so the Twins started the season eighty to one to win the World Series. Yep. As of and this is from the Hard Rock Sportsbook, straight from Judd Zolgad's travel bag. Yep. And this is this again. This is an outdated odd sheet because it's from like three days ago before they hit all of the home runs. Ten to one. Ten to one. I know. Yeah. Exactly. And that's in my mind entirely accurate. That's not overreaching. How about that? In fact, the only teams more likely to win the World Series than the Twins, according to the Hard Rock Sportsbook in Las Vegas, are the Red Sox and the Cubs. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going out of order here. Looks like the Dodgers are the number one favorite at four to one. Yep. The Astros at four and a half to one, Cubs white uh, Cubs Red Sox at seven to one, Yankees six to one, and then it's the Minnesota Twins. So we got a bunch of them here at ten to one. We got we got some college basketball. We got NFL. Yeah, I picked them all up. It's great stuff. Odds to win the 2020 College Football National Championship. Uh, yeah, you're not going to find. Wait the, a second. I'm going through alphabetically. I know, I know. I know. They're not on there. Wait, they've got some. I know. They've got Kansas on here yeah, at I know. 500 I, I to 1. Under, they I don't, don't have the Gophers? I don't understand it. They've got Maryland at 1,000 to 1, but they don't have the Gophers it doesn't, on here. Yeah, something's weird about that. 
Why can't you bet the Gophers? College Hoops, though. UNLV I picked up a college is 2001. I picked up a college Hoops one. I guess who's on there? Minnesota Gophers. What are they? I'm trying to find. You literally have 70. I know. I got pro football odds. It's great. I don't bet, but I love the Heisman. I don't see any Gophers on here. Uh, No, no, you don't. No, you don't. (laughs) Here we go. NFL championship. Uh, Vikings, 25 to 1. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's sort of middle of the pack. We should should do a segment on this. We should get That's very fair. Okay. I've got so some, anyway, put those aside. But yeah. I've got some twins facts for you okay. to start the show here. And then let's get to a question that you and Chip posed on the uh, third episode of Conduits of Trouble, which you can find that weekly podcast on the Mackie and Jeb with Rami feed. So the twins, just sifting through the offensive carnage, mm-hmm. hat tip to a Twitter follower for pointing me in this direction. The twins are five home runs shy of their 2011 season total right now. Yep. They hit 103 home runs in all of 2011, the bilateral leg weakness 99 loss season. Mm-hmm. Wrap your head around that for a minute. Michael Kadire led the team with 20. And then I think like Danny Valencia had 12 or 15. And then everybody else had three. Like Justin Morneau played half the season, concussed, and had four home runs. So they're going to, this weekend, they're going to surpass their 2011 season total before Memorial Day, most likely. Have you ever looked back? Let's see if I can find this real quickly. To, uh, to your point, right there. Have you ever looked back at the 1976 Twins? And but by, by the way, probably somewhere along the way. By the way, the club that, that could really hit that I asked Molly about a couple of weeks ago in '77 came back and hit 123. The 1976 Twins hit 81 home runs in the whole season, the entire season. So the, they they passed the 1976 Twins like two weeks ago. The 1978 Twins <laughs> then a, after the great summer of. 77 team that could hit 82. Wow. So, yes, there are single-season totals that the Twins, home run-wise, have have surpassed. That is amazing. 1980, they hit, in 1980, they hit 99. So, yeah, it's incredible. That's, uh, and so they're, they're on pace for 320 home runs this season. The major league record in a season was set last year by the Yankees, 266. So, again, they're probably going to slow up. But even slowing up, they've got a 50-plus home run gap between their pace and the major league record for a full season. But Nelson Cruz has now been out for what? A week and a half? If I had told and you Garver's been out for two weeks. Yeah. So if I had told you in in spring training, when I think we all agreed that this team could hit. So it's not a shock that they can hit. Mm-hmm. But if I told you in spring training, okay, there's going to come essentially a week and a half, two week period where Garver's going to get off to a great start and he's going to be on the IL mm-hmm. and Nelson Cruz out. But they are going to come back and and not only continue to hit home runs, but in one game hit eight. You'd say no, they're not. Uh, the, the, that makes no sense. Speaking of Vegas, the last time, like I was in Vegas three weeks ago, and I was multiple cocktails deep watching the doubleheader against the Orioles. Like, great. Like, are they how, how many home runs do they have right now? It's ridiculous. Yes. Here's some more facts. They have 66 more home runs this year than the Marlins do. The Marlins have 32 home <laughs> runs on the season so far. Uh, the the beauty of all this is they're not sacrificing a lot of outs to get their home runs. You think like Joey Gallo strikes out all the time, and uh, Chris Davis and Adam Dunn and these guys. If you're going to hit big home runs, you're going to what? Okay, what's the catch? Right? Where what? Where's the other shoe going to drop? Yep. They have the third fewest strikeouts offensively in baseball, and that right there, I know there's a million different numbers you could dig into. When you have a team. Two months into the season. It's not like you're only two weeks in. You're two months into the season. You've played 50 games. You're a third of the way through the schedule. And you're hitting that many home runs and you're not striking out. That tells me it's legit and it's not, you're not like 
you're not running into fastballs randomly. You're making contact and not striking out, period, and you're hitting home runs. And it's everybody, too. That's the incredible thing. This is not one or two or three guys. This is everybody. They they have they have set the Twins franchise record of eight home runs in one game twice in one season. This season. Think about that for a second. This franchise moved from Washington to here in 1961. Yeah. They've had some teams that could definitely hit previously, and yet they have two games with eight home runs apiece. And it's, yeah, it's Crone. It's Scope. Everything that went sideways last year with the acquisitions of guys, who they assumed pitching-wise as much would perform or didn't, has gone right this time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Everything. There's, there's a list, in fact, on yesterday's show, we we made a list of like the ten or twelve things. Go back to spring training. What are the ten or twelve things? Whether it's young players needing to take a step or free agents coming in, things that need to happen for this team to contend. And every one of those boxes is checked. Yep. And there's only a couple things that have that the wheels have come off of. Like Trevor Hildenberger's wheels came off. Well, all right. If that's the worst thing that happened in the first two months of the season, you're you're definitely getting the cards for sure. They're on pace to score as a team 955 runs, which right now they lead baseball in run scored. So 955 run pace. Their current franchise high is not counting the Senators yep. is 877. So they are on pace. What's the math? There, uh, 23 plus 55. So 78. They're on pace to beat their previous record by 78 runs. That was the 1996 Twins. The second highest Which scoring is a remarkable twin. story. Yes, that and, and that the team 1996 was, Twins are a remarkable. They were the, the, the 1996 Twins scored 877 runs and gave up over 900 as a pitching staff. They yeah. were supposed to have Kirby Puckett in that lineup yeah, think with about Paul that. Molitor and yeah. So think they, about that they set second. the franchise record without Kirby Puckett that year. Uh, the second highest scoring Twins team ever was 850 some runs, and that was the 77 team that you reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, the by the way, just in terms of context, the 1999 Cleveland Indians are the highest scoring team of the last 90 years. They're the only team in the last well, going back to 1950, anyways. They're they're the only team to score over a thousand runs in a season. And you tell me this at the plate, what about this feels fluky? Because there are guys who who are going to slump. I total I get that, and and th- there are guys who are, are going to probably get hot. Gonzalez, but what about this? Do you say to yourself, no way. Nothing At the feels plate, nothing to me. It, it it I think there's a distinction. Nothing feels fluky. It feels like everyone's super hot right now and unsustainably hot. But there's a difference between like some guys cooling off and coming back to earth and it being a total fluke. The Mariners were a total fluke to start the season. This I agree. is not a fluke. Okay, but he, okay, so here's my question back to you off of that though. And, and I think Pat uh, tweeted this 3 weeks back or so, 2 weeks back. And here's here's where I think this is real and and obtainable on a somewhat consistent basis. These guys, if you are not an upper echelon pitcher, punish you. So so yeah, if you get if you get an ace, okay, you you might need to try to win that game three two. But if and they, you, and they beat Verlander one nothing exactly. Right. But if you get Matt Harvey, who I have no idea what happened to him because I had the biggest man crush on that guy five years ago. But if you get a guy like that, I think that there's a case to be made that throughout the course of this year, that guy's not going to fluke into a good game against you, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, that's the thing, too, because I've heard, you know, well, they've played some weak teams and their division's weak. and Right, but 
there's a difference between beating weak teams five to six in sloppy games and beating weak teams sixteen to well, it wound up being sixteen to seven because they brought in yeah. who got sent who down. They by just the sent way. him down today. Yeah, poor guy, sacrificial. I felt how, bad for him. How annoying would that be? By the way, you just have clobbered this team. I, and I you're standing you. out there for an hour I, and a half. I can tell you exactly. So I told Dawn, you can have the TV as soon as this game's done. <laughs> She's like, you made her sit through that? Yes. Why? I want to see the end of the game. (laughs) What? (laughs) So I told her, I said, you can have, so so we get home, unpack, and she's on the couch by me. And I said, as soon as this game goes final, control is yours. What did you need to watch that for? Let's just say she got very upset. (laughs) She dropped a lot of four letter words about the length of, and the inability. And at, at one point she said, don't they have a mercy rule here, Judd? And and listen, you're married, and I'm and I'm in a long term committed relationship, and we'll be married at some point. <laughs> yeah. But but there are battles to pick and battles. Oh, this to wasn't not a pick. battle. And I feel like I making your TV. wife wait to watch whatever she wants I, because of the who's that guy's name? Adams. Uh, Alan Adams. Uh, Alan, yeah, hold on. Andy so, Adams. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, as soon as that game was done, I said for the rest of the night, the TV is yours. So I was forfeiting my right to watch the basketball game. All I wanted to do was see the end of that Twins game. I didn't think that the Angels would score. They had to bring in another pitcher to end the Eight game. runs or something like that. It was, uh, it, let's see here. The Twins have optioned off Austin Adams. Austin Adams. Yes. Yeah, that guy. Uh... Anyway. Fun times, buddy. Yep. She was not bags, man. <laughs> what are you thinking? If you're him on the mound there, you're like, you know you're getting sent down. <laughs> How can you just not get it's that terrible. out, though? Like, yeah. if you kept watching this thing, I'm like, somebody pop up. The only thing I can guess is, because the obvious, like in our minds, it's, dude, just throw it 88 miles an hour over the middle and let them hit it where they're going to hit it. And he kind of tried that, and a grand slam happened. So he's probably thinking, well, I don't want to just, like, lob the ball over I need to show these guys that I can be a major league pitcher, right? No, so it's he's, true that he's trying to show them he's a major league pitcher, but everyone else, including the players behind him and the front office watching him, are like, dude, just literally throw it underhand yeah. and let somebody hit the ball. When you're up 17 to 1, it's not the time to show that you're a major league pitcher. It's just time to get everybody home. <laughs> yes. Second question off that whole thing. Can somebody explain to me what Max Kepler is thinking? Going full speed into the wall up, I believe at the time, 17 to 2. Yeah. I thought the same thing you it's did. Like, Max, what are you doing? Like, is this really, this is really smart? Do we know, do we have a Don't status on him today? Because it would be a shame yet. if he had to hit the injured list in Absolutely. a 16-2 to game at the time because he went full speed into a fence. But, but you think about all the work that these poor guys have done, right, with Byron Buxton, to be like, okay, we're going to shade you deeper, and so you're going to, and Max Kepler playing center field decides yeah. to go old school Byron Buxton on the fence. Yeah. So somebody, hey, we should, let's do two things when we come back. Somebody reminded us on Twitter either yesterday or the day before because you've been sort of holding out. You've been Rami's been cutting the brakes. Yes, I say it's happening. You've said let's just not pump the brakes, but let's hover over the brakes for now. And I and someone pointed out that you said forty or fifty games you need to see, and then you'll start to make a judgment. Yep. Well, it's been forty nine games. Yep. Let's get your judgment. Okay. When we come back, and when is the last time you felt this way about a Minnesota sports team, or when's the last time? A Minnesota sports team did this, and you felt this way early on, uh, and it was unexpected. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Rami is out today on the all-new Score North and Score North mobile app. And uh, we'll have a little write-that-down session later on today, too. But let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company here for a moment. Uh, If you're a business owner, and you're not just looking for a policy, but something more, 
Well, Federated Insurance can give you both. They'll give you a policy, and they have plenty of friendly experts and representatives who can help you. But you benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be when you partner with Federated Insurance. I mean, think about all the things that go into your business. It's, it's, I mean, really, it's, it's an appendage for you, right? It's like a family member. It's, you, you love it, but one day you're uh, riding high and scoring wins. The next day you're grinding and solving problems and taking care of employees. So it does help tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. And that's exactly what Federated Insurance is equipped to do. To find your local representative, go to federatedinsurance.com. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Go for the blast to left field. You hear the, was that just like a fan laughing or something in the yeah. background? You could hear a fan, I want to say from the 7th on yesterday, there was some guy bellowing and you could hear everywhere. There must have been nobody Was there. it Gladden? There must have been no, no, because he, he was on TV because Latroy couldn't do the game. So it yeah, was. Latroy's daughter was, was like graduating yep. high school or something. So it was Bramer and Gladdy were on TV, but the mics from the stands were picking up one guy and he was basically screaming from the seventh yeah. on. Like yesterday, they're clowning the Angels and Matt Harvey. They're just like putting a, they're basically putting a nail in Matt Harvey's career coffin. And Mike Herman, the director of team travel, is in the booth explaining the travel logistics. And Dick Bramer is just letting Mike call the home runs in the booth. It was like this celebration. Derek Falvey was in the booth. Good for them. It was a celebration of the first third of the season you know what? yesterday. You know what? This town deserves it. Yes, I agree. This town deserves the. There's a reason why we often talk about what goes wrong. So it has been a long time since I think that this town could put its arms around something that appeared eminently embraceable and actually might last here too. Yes. Like this might not be a one year thing. The names might change, but you've got a chance here that this is now going to be, hopefully, for the twins' sake and fans' sake, an extended run of really good baseball. Yeah. The, the crazy thing is, this is this is the window opening. You know, these guys took over the franchise. This is now the third season under Falvey and Levine, and they had this unexpected second half run in in 2017. And it kind of like it put them in a spot where they had to extend Paul Molitor, and they wanted they wanted to bring in a Baldelli before, and um, but they weren't ready to win as big as we thought they were two years ago. They just like yeah. the pitching infrastructure wasn't there, and they didn't have the, the the field staff that they wanted. So this is really like year three of them building this thing behind the scenes and hiring people they want to hire and developing some of the prospects, right? Um, they they definitely are just starting their open window right now. Mm-hmm. And the fact that year one of the open window, they're just like hitting bombs all over the place and they have a seven-game lead in the division, it's amazing. I mean, it's. I think you're right. I think this is probably a five- or six-year chance for them with some of these guys in the ages. So where do you stand on this team right now? Because you've been the one on the show who sort of said, all right, let's, let's let this play out, see what happens. So I, I stand here. This has obviously become one of the best teams in the American League. The hitting, the amount of power surprises me. The fact that they can hit does not. Um, but as far as as can this team make not a playoff run, but a run to the World Series, my answer would be this. I think you need one more starting pitcher and back of the bullpen help for sure. But I also think that that the executives for this team looked in January and essentially said what we've said, which is what's going to work, what's not going to work. Now, through May, essentially everything has worked. 
But I think if you count on this now being a team that you could take into the playoffs and make a run, I don't believe that it's got, I think could win a round, but I also think that there's a clear possibility and the, and the American league and to the twins credit, the American league's not great. The American league does not scare you. So this now goes from the window is sort of open to, I think it's thrust wide open. And so the question becomes, what type of run can this team make possibly to a world series? And, and I stand on before the deadline. I think that this team needs to improve its bullpen and I would love to see one more starting pitcher. And then I think you have what could very well be a world series contender. Yeah, I agree. I think world series is, it's definitely a thing you can throw out and talk about it. And okay, what does this need to look like? And how do you need to add pieces to make it a world series contender? I don't think you're in a spot where you're mortgaging a lot of your future to add these pieces. Cause if you wanted, you could just, pay cash for a Craig Kimbrell and a couple of prospects for a pitcher like like a Marcus Stroman or somebody. And I can't believe I'm doing this on May 24th. I'm actually looking at other teams in the American League who are playoff bound yeah, so or might be yep. and like what the matchups would be. Go ahead. So Chris Sale's the number one starter for the Boston Red Sox. So you'd have to, like Chris Sale and Jose Barrios, if you're lucky, that's a wash. But by then, it's probably more of a Chris Sale advantage. Chris Sale's gotten roughed up a little bit this year, but he's still Chris Sale. He's come back too. And then they, yeah, they've got David Price in the hopper and a bunch of question marks. Mm -hmm. So, like, the Red Sox have a top-heavy staff and some relievers. The Twins don't have anyone with the name or the upside when he's on as a David Price. But the way Martin Perez has pitched so far, for the most part, the first six or seven weeks, you're looking at that and saying, well, I mean, if, if you get that Martin Perez in a playoff series, I know that no one's ever heard of him, and we didn't know who he was until four months ago. A lot of this just depends on how good is Martin Perez over the long haul, or is he just really hot for two months? How good is Jake Odorizzi for the long haul, or is he just like off to a good start? Right. And by July 31st, you should know those answers. If, if Martin Perez still has an ERA under three on July 31st, all right, you're pretty comfortable with him as your third starter in a playoff series, right? Yeah, but don't, don't you think that if you could if you could take most of the starters here and slot them down one, and potentially going into the playoffs, move one to the bullpen, and Mad Bomb is on your staff. And so game one now, you've got a guy with an incredible amount of success in the playoffs starting for you, allowing you to potentially take Barrios then and make him the game two guy. Mm-hmm. And this is these are the conversations that these guys are going to have to have. Oh, yeah. because And these, these conversations might have been pie-in-the-sky discussions in January of, okay, what happens if? But I think it's very realistic now to say we're on as i've discussed before phil we're on two tracks here one is our long-term track and that's going to look different but what is the short-term track in which we have the ability to hit we've got a team now that we thought might be pretty good that's playing outstanding and if we add pitching to two places we've got a chance here because the american league if you go through that entire list here the american league has some good teams not a lot, but it doesn't scare you. Yeah, Jason Stark said on the show earlier this week, or yesterday, he said the five playoff teams are set in the American League. I said, oh, because there's a few other teams that are above 500. He said, yep, the, there's three teams from the American League East going to the playoffs, and then the division winner, the Astros, the Twins, the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Rays are your playoff teams. He said, yeah, it's May 23rd when he said it. Think he, about that. And let's bring up the Astros, because the Astros are, I think the Astros are the bar right now in the major leagues. Even though the Twins have a slightly better record, I think the Astros, based on what they've done, they've won champion. They've won what one championship. Um, 
Justin Verlander is probably in line to win the Cy Young Award right now. And then Garrett Cole, who has 14 strikeouts per nine innings and is virtually untouchable right. in, you know, in terms of the first 11 games he's pitched this year. And then they have two relievers between Ryan Presley and Roberto Osuna, who have pitched 42 innings and given up one run. So if I'm if I'm comparing, like let's say Astros Twins lineups right now are a wash, and the staffs get shortened up for the postseason, and I'm mostly dealing with Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, Roberto Osuna, Ryan Presley, and then some other guys. How do my top two starters and relievers match up to those top two starters and relievers? And it's advantage Astros right now. Mm-hmm. But if you were to add Madison Bumgarner and a Craig Kimmel or something, like who and, knows? And I, I think the assumption, the working theory has to be this. If you play Houston and get those two pitchers in games one and two, there's going to be, I, I think the assumption is there has to be, there's one game in which you're going to score, let's say, two runs. Can you win that game? Current construction of pitching staff? Uh, playoff atmosphere? Uh, I struggle. But if you add, but if you add Mad Bomb and now you go Mad Bomb Barrios, I think you have a very good chance to, to win that three two game. And then let's say the second game you get six runs or something. The point being is you can pretty simply, if you're the Twins, um, construct a plan that puts you now in a position to be successful in a playoff series. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Do you think the Twins can win the World Series this year? Let's just throw the question out. And I know some of you are probably driving up to cabins. It's Memorial Day weekend. A lot of people, sounds like there's a lot of ghost town offices around the Twin Cities. But if you're listening and you're pumped about the Twins, do you think they can win the World Series? Hit us up on the phone line, 651-646-8255. Or you can send a tweet during the show at any time, at Jay Zolgad, at Phil Mackey, at Rami is tweeting, or just at ScoreNorth, S-K-O-R North. Before we get into this next question, we should also mention next week, starting Monday, we're all in on the Twins here on Score North. We are expanding to a five-day-per-week, noon-every-single-day Score North Twin show. You're going to be part of it. I'm part of it. Rami, Derek, mm-hmm. Glenn Perkins is part of it. Patrick Ricey, Tom Kelly. We've got contributors like Buster Olney, like Tim Kirkjian, uh, Jason Stark, and Roy Smalley on this show. So starting, we have some schedule changes starting next week. Noon every single day, weekday. The Scornorth Twin Show, also available on demand, scornorth.com, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. And Purple Daily moving to the 2 to 4 p.m. slot, hosted every day by Matthew Collar, our resident football guy, and a cast of football-loving friends as well. Courtney Cronin, Sage Rosenfels, as the summer progresses. It's the only five-day-per-week Viking show in town, just like the Scornorth Twin Show is the only five-day-per-week Twin Show in town. So we've got you covered as many campfires up here and as the twins fire up bats on a nightly basis. Score North Live will be on Tuesdays and Thursdays in the one o'clock hour. If you're wondering what are we doing with that, uh, Score North Live will also include Cluster Fun, which is our uh, live morning video show hosted by Very Jimmy nice. Cunningham. So we have schedule cool. changes next week. You can find more about those on Instagram. Uh, at Score North and Twitter at Score North. But we're super pumped. We said the twins are amazing. Let's do five days a week at noon and uh, Matthew's going to jump in a little earlier than we thought to the two-hour Purple Daily show, but it gives us room to panic do every day at noon. So I can panic there. <laughs> exactly. Why is Stefan Diggs not at OTAs? <laughs> I can panic about that stuff. Uh, I'm going to take a, a swing on this. Is it Benjamin in Dayton? Benjamin. Okay. <laughs> you spelled it Benjamin, I think, John. 
Just, just Ben for short. Benjamin is a huge I Minnesota Twins fan. I fingered an E in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it happens. What's up? Oh, man. Uh, longtime Twins fan, Ben Hameen here. Um, uh, <laughs> as far as can they win the World Series, um, yeah, they can. As currently constructed, no. Okay. They need to make a couple of moves. I think it's... I think it's possible Perez and Odorizzi and Sano continue to perform at this level, but it also seems unlikely. So I think you absolutely have to add at least one, you know, high-caliber starter. You definitely need bullpen help. I'd love to see Kimbrell in here. I'd love to see, uh, uh, you know, an elite middle reliever or two at the deadline or sooner if they can't find them in, you know, in the minors or something. But, um, while I'm excited that the window seems large uh, as far as more than one year, three, four years, I, I also think you've got to strike while the iron's hot, and I don't want to see them waste this opportunity. Like, you, you play to win championships, and this team can do it if they get them some help. That's a great call by Benjamin. Benjamin. Ben- Benjamin. In, uh, Way to in go. Game. I agree completely, too. <laughs> I, think which, I, I think if you're a Twins fan, it's safe to assume that this club is now on the right course for sustained success. But you don't know. Barrios could hurt his arm next year. You've no idea. What you know now is, is, and there are certain years in sports, I think, where the feeling is like this. You're really good, and everything's going your way. You can't assume that, right? So, yes, you have to... I. I don't think that you go in behind door one of prospects and trade those guys... But in in January, I think the Twins would have been very reluctant to go behind door two and trade those guys. I think now you have to be talking about it, right? Are you still all right? Like, let's say you're you're in conversations, and it's it's the names like the Bumgarners and whoever else. Hmm? Are you still making Royce Lewis, Alex Kirloff, and and Bruce Gratterall off limits? Gratterall, I, sh- I I am still Gratterall. I struggle with a little bit. The uh, the other two for sure. I think I am. I think it's door two. I think there's three guys behind door one who I don't want to talk about, and and I will probably hang up on you if you bring them up to me. But door two now is very plausible, and I will go here again. And uh, Rami and Derek disagree completely. Miguel Sano as a trade chip intrigues me. It really intrigues me. I will never trust him. And so if I can get him hot and and he looks good, I think you at least have to consider the possibility that he's a trade chip. I actually I'm I'm off that now. I think if he's if he's helping you as a number 7 hitter hit bombs and here cuz here's the thing, you might never be able to get your pitching staff on the level of Chris Sale, David Price, Red Sox. Or Justin Verlander, Osuna, Ryan Presley. Can't believe we're saying Ryan Presley's name in there. That's amazing. That's and unfortunate for the Twins. Garrett Cole. So what is the edge that you have over some of these other teams if your lineup can be just a smidge better because Miguel Sano is your number seven hitter and Byron Buxton is your number eight or number nine hitter? I'm off that. I would look to. I would probably look to trade him in the offseason when there might be more suitors because I don't know how many teams are looking for a a corner. I just power guy well, yeah. at the deadline. If some if somebody calls me and broaches his name. I talk to him. That feels like a winter trade, though. Oh, sure. But Kirloff, Kirloff and Lewis and Gratterall, to me, are uh-uh. Not trading them. But yeah. after, the, after that, I'm very open to any discussions to add starting pitching and potentially bullpen help. One thing people really aren't talking a whole lot about, I don't, like Gratterall hasn't been the hyped prospect that 
Byron Buxton, his and Miguel Sano. His numbers are off the charts right now. I mean, so he's at Double A. Yeah, Double A. If you if you dominate Double A, you're on watch to be called up at any time. Barrios. Buxton got called up. Barrios, right? Yeah. Doesn't mean you're going to make the jump successfully, but Gratterall, who's 20 years old, he's pitched. He's had nine starts so far for Double A Pensacola. He's five and zero with a 1.89 ERA, a strikeout per inning. He's only allowed two home runs in 47 and two thirds innings. Forget about him as like a trade ship that you should. Would you trade him? Would you not? If they manage his innings, that dude's going to come up here in September, and he's going to be part of your bullpen. He's going to be part of your playoff run if you if you manage well, his innings yeah, right. I don't trade that. Uh, the other thing that's really interesting here is the New York Yankees are thirty two and seventeen, basically without John Carlos Stanton, Aaron Judge, Didi Gregorius, and Luis Severino. Mm-hmm. And so Gregorius, Tommy John surgery, right for him? Yes. So he probably won't be back until, for sure, after the All-Star break. But they're they're looking at more like August for him. And who knows? I mean, if he's back for August or September, he's one of their best players. And we'll see what happens. Severino is an interesting one. He shut down until the All-Star break. It's possible he doesn't pitch this year. But the Yankees could get back. And they're going to get Judge and Stanton back. So they're going to get the two best power hitters in the game back. Yep. And they might add one of the top five starting pitchers in the American League back in Luis Severino. And they're already 15 games above 500. And they're Legit right now. Yeah. So that's a team like Aaron Hicks has been one of their best hitters for a couple of years. He's barely played this season. So that's another team that we we kind of wrote off early in the year. Ah, the you know, the Yankees are injured and beleaguered and they're off to a slow start. Well, yes. they're red hot lately, and I could see twins Yankees clashing once again. So if you play Houston, the Yankees, let's go through this list. Boston potentially. I think you're going to need more pitching. To help you, and if you get those teams and you've got the pitching depth, I think you've got a real chance to win. The one thing I think is different about this Twins team, and I know they went to Yankee Stadium a couple weeks ago and lost two or three, but the one thing that's different about this Twins team is I thoroughly believe these guys don't care. I don't think they care. Mm-hmm. I don't. Think, I don't think they're scared. If they lose, they lose. But I don't. But but by 2010, there was a real problem from the top on down there. Of oh my gosh, we have to play the Yankees, right? Yeah, Nelson Cruz doesn't care about that. I don't think anybody does. I don't think Scope cares. I don't think Polanco cares. I I think that that you now have have a team that if you provide them the parts, is not going to collapse based on the opponent. Yeah, and just don't. I know this is a little apples to oranges, but I know right now you think. The, the window's opening, and I, I said this last segment, the window is opening, and so it feels like this is going to be a five- or six- or seven-year window based on the ages of the players, and I do still think that. But that doesn't mean you should take this year for granted. No. It's hard to make the playoffs in baseball, especially as a non-big market team. You're not guaranteed anything. The White Sox have a bunch of a, a bunch of payroll flexibility and young players coming up. Like The division's not just guaranteed to be yours for the next five or six years. Remember when the Washington Nationals, in I think it was the 2012 season, I want to say, and Steven Strasburg yes. got shut down early. It's apples to oranges because we're talking about them shutting down a starter. That's not a thing for the Twins right now. But the Nationals basically said, we're not going to put all our chips on the table here because we're pretty sure we're going to be around for like seven years the doing GM this. The said right? that. Yeah. Rizzo said that. He said, that. we're going we're gonna to kind of just like see what happens because we'll probably be back every year in this position. Well, they haven't made it past the LDS and it's 2019 now. Yep. They haven't been to an LCS, and it's 2019. So if you're the Twins and you have a chance, and it's kind of borderline, yep. and you might have to offer up your fourth best prospect or two top ten prospects you, to get a rent-a-pitcher, you have to do it. Do it. You have to yes. do it. And, and in sports, 
the one the one thing that you can't account for because it's just weird is the karma. And the karma around this team right now is really good. And and the assumption that that just will continue is not right. Now, are, do the Twins look like they are on the track of doing the right thing here and being a consistently competitive team? Absolutely. But as I said before, all it takes is in 2020, Barrios' arm goes out, right? Mm-hmm. It's a small thing. The Minnesota sports fan, look at this. Look at the 2017 Vikings and the assumptions. Rightfully so, right? Great defense. Upgrade a quarterback, mm-hmm. right? This team is going to make a Super Bowl run in 2018. And, and the way that that went drastically wrong is not true of just football. It's true of all of sports. Yeah. So when is the last time a Minnesota sports team made us feel this way? It was like sort of unexpected and holy cow. They're not only are they good, but they're they're dominant and everything seems to be going the right way here. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Mackie and Judd with Rami from the TCL Studios. Write that down coming up in about 20 minutes from now. Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. That's where I will be stopping in this weekend because I need a new vehicle or I need to, to do something because my lease is coming up here. I've really enjoyed the last three years in a 2016 Corolla Sport model, sunroof, reverse cam, Entune system, great gas mileage. Love it, love it, love it. But there's so many options. I mean, the, the Camry has always been a favorite of mine. The RAV4 is now the most popular SUV in the world. You got great deals going on with 2019 Highlanders, Tundras, and Siennas at Luther Brookdale Toyota. 0% interest for 60 months on all three of those. So I'm excited to uh, explore my own options personally this weekend and see what I might get into. In fact, there's a, there's a whole plethora of pre-owned options on LutherBrookdaleToyota.com right now. You can sort by make, model, by year, by mileage, by price. Just go to the website LutherBrookdaleToyota.com or stop in tomorrow 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. All right, thank you, Jonathan. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on Score North. Got a couple questions out there. Uh, number one, do you think the Twins can win the World Series? Very simply. And then number two, when's the last time you felt this way about a Minnesota sports team? Getting some Twitter feedback here. Terry said, what about the 2014 Gophers football team for being unexpectedly excited? They start out 6-1. and one. Ann Arbor, they beat the Wolverines 51-14. to and they get uh, what's his name basically fired? Who was the Lloyd Bra- Carr. Brady Hoke? Oh, Bra- Brady Hoke. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Because he didn't wear the headset. Yeah, it's hard to know what's going on in two thousand. Brady Hoke going around the set. That's right. Like if you're not wearing a headset, you're not really coaching, are you? Like what's that was a feel good pop up story. I'm talking about something that felt really real. Like you didn't think the Gophers were going to win the national championship? No, no, not in my lifetime have I ever had that feeling yeah. about Golden Gopher football, Phil. Six five one six four six eight two five five. I had that feeling in the fourth quarter, the beginning of the fourth quarter of the two thousand three Michigan Gophers game. Oh, what happened that game? I forget. Well, it looks like we're out of time. <laughs> Sam in Minneapolis, you're on the show. Yeah, hey guys, uh, thanks for having me on. First time caller. Thanks, Sam. Um, so I really haven't been this excited, to be honest, about a Minnesota sports team. I mean, the Twins. I took your advice from a couple weeks ago. Maybe it was last week. I cut the brake lines. I'm going full bore wow. with the Twins this summer. And, yeah, I've had to listen to you guys talk about Vikings, OTAs the past couple summers. And this summer, whether Stefan Diggs is going to report, it's like, I don't care about that crap anymore. It's I'm full <laughs> on board with the Twins. So. You've cut the brakes. You've cut He's the brakes. He's got a great point. He's got a great point. The Stefan Diggs talker would be way bigger if the Twins weren't this good. Great point.
Sam, thanks for calling, man. See you, Sam. Call anytime. Did Diggs show up to OTAs yet? We don't know. He uh, I thought he was supposed to show up. Well, he was supposed to, to show up on Thursdays because on Thursday because Cousins, I guess, at the Wednesday access, but there was no access on Thursday, so it's all very quiet. We don't know. Okay. Very but secret. anyway, that that would actually be a talker now. But the Twins are so good, no one really cares. Yeah. Hey, Stefan Diggs isn't there. No big deal. Yeah. Well, Twins hit bombs, so I'm sure Stefan Diggs will be there for. Can I give you my actual though? practices? Yeah. Because I so I, I threw this question out to Scoggins. <clears throat> On our uh, podcast this morning, I said, when's the last time? So not the last time something felt fun, but you actually got a sample size that was large enough to say, oh, oh, boy, this is real. And this team could be really good. For my, for me, and Chip said the same exact thing, 2009 Vikings. Mm-hmm. And Chip said, and he, he's right, the key was the third game. Favre to Lewis to beat San Francisco. And you said to yourself, oh, okay, this is Favre. Because the first two games of 2009, which were victories at Cleveland and Detroit, Favre managed the game very well. But in those cases, in those games, you didn't say, oh, that's classic Favre. When he let rip with that pass to Greg Lewis in the back of the end zone, you were like, okay, this could be special. That's the last time. Because 2017 Vikings go 13-3, and and they're a fun team. And that defense is really good. But I always came back to, it's Case Keenum. Yeah. Always came back to that. In 2009, that was the last time I felt, I felt I'm watching what is potentially a championship team. I, would, I actually would probably go all the way back to 1998. I think that's a, almost a better comparison than 2009 because 2009 to me was expected success. When they landed Brett Favre, I know that he had, there were some questions about his arm. He had some bicep surgery, if I remember right, yep. after that Jet season. Yep. But when they landed him, at minimum, I thought, well, he's going to just be like a game-managing Hall of Famer like Elway was at the end of his career. Although Elway was better than game-manager at the end of his career. But he'll just be like, like he'll be an upgrade over all of the things we've seen at quarterback the last few years under Brad Childress at the time. So I, I had more of, I, I didn't think that they were going to like for sure go to the NFC Championship game and out yardage the Saints by 250 and like they should have gone to the Super Bowl. Don't need to relive that right now, but... The 1998 team compares in two main ways. It was unexpected top regular season success. The Vikings had been really good throughout the 90s, but they had never been dominant good. And that dominance coming from an offensively driven uh, output. And so what you're seeing now is unexpected top end success where it's like, whoa, we're a third of the way into this thing. And the 98 Vikings are just very clearly the best team in the NFL. Or in this case, Maybe the Twins aren't very clearly the best overall team in baseball, but they have the best record, and they're the best offense in, in the league. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like 98, every single game was bombs, right? Bombs to Randy Moss and bombs down the field to Jake Reed and Chris Carter, and they're just throwing haymakers at you and scoring 40 points every game and racking up yardage. And this Twins team is the same way. They're winning 15 runs, 16 runs, 8 home runs, 7 home runs, 4 home runs. It's bombs. It's it's it feels very 1998 Vikings like to me. Ideally, with a happier ending. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> well, in both cases, though, I, I think we're talking about teams that struck us as being legitimately good, not a fluke. I keep coming back to, to that because this town we have seen teams, and you're like, well, this is really cool, but can it keep up with the Twins right now? I see, and obviously this might take a couple of trades, but I see a clear track to keep this up. I don't see a July swoon where, oh my gosh, here comes the White Sox or Cleveland. I don't see that. 
I see that there's a sustainable pattern here for th- for this year, unless you get a lot of guys hurt, which hopefully for their sake does not happen, where you are on a path for legitimate success and will start the playoffs not as a feel-good story. Hey, it's the little twins there, you yeah. know. It's it's the Piranhas. Where you're on a path to start the playoffs legitimately being talked about as a team that could make a deep run. Yeah. Um, which is remarkable to say, but it feels entirely accurate. Yeah. It's a fun, it's definitely a fun feeling to have here. And it's like most, I feel like since the twins just had the rug pulled out in 2011, like our, our main goal for them every single spring is just be interesting until the Vikings go to training camp, please. Could you just get off to a decent start and maybe make it seem like you might be flirting with a couple trades at the deadline or something and, like this is just over delivering on every single level, and it's awesome. It's awesome. We just don't get this very often. And I, I'm trying to also be cognizant of the fact that they're not, this. It's not they're not going to win 120 games. They're not going to break not. the major league record for runs. Like they're going to come back to earth for some period of time. Well, yeah, they'll they'll and lose that's okay three or four times. But they they've might, done that. But then but they, they go might, back and win. They might lose 15 of 25 or something. Like they might go on a month stretch where they finish under 500. I I and if they do, they're that. still fine. Yes, they are. I don't know about that. I go, and this probably starts with Baldelli, but the thing about this team that impresses me is they do not appear at any point when I've seen them to be flummoxed by their circumstances. I, I go back to, and I say this in a positive way, not a bad way. They don't seem to care. They don't, they can lose, they can give up 15 runs. And guess what? They don't seem to be like, oh my gosh, we gave up 15 runs. Mm -hmm. There doesn't, it doesn't seem like there's an attitude around this team of, yeah, we're playing well now, but, which is very, which sadly seems very unlike a lot of teams in this town. But think about, they've had some really bad games this year. They've had some really bad games. And you know, that was, that was a stinker. And there's never a time when they've come back from those games the next day and appeared to be flummoxed by it. Yeah, And that's an impressive quality, and I don't know if that starts with Baldelli or it starts with Cruz or a combination of of people, but the attitude that they have, especially in baseball, to me is extremely important. Yeah. Um, it's just been what an unexpectedly fun first seven weeks to the season. We, uh, we've been announcing new things and, and new schedules all throughout the day today on Score North. Just a couple couple things and then another announcement because we launched something else cool today. But we have a five-day-a-week twin show, and it'll be at noon every single day starting next week, Monday through Friday, the Score North Twin Show, available on demand as well on scorenorth.com, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And uh, that means Purple Daily, 2 to 4 o'clock with Matthew Collar and a rotating cast of football-loving friends. You can also find that. Those are the only five-day-a-week Vikings and twin shows you're going to find in the market and uh, you can find that on scorenorth.com, Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And a third announcement, we just launched a fun new podcast series called Minnesota Sports Rewind. The first two episodes are available right now. Just search Minnesota Sports Rewind on Apple or Spotify, anywhere you find your podcasts. I think that'll be up on scorenorth.com soon, but uh, this is deep dives into, deep fun dives into prominent Minnesota sports events Games, moments, trades, you name it. We're going to do deep dives. And the first two episodes are Game 163, 2009, and the 2002 Game 5 ALDS win over the Oakland A's, the Moneyball game. 
So if you're traveling around, which and you're the movie got out, wrong, the movie got the movie got it screwed the everything time, about the last game, the time of day, and where the final pop up was. How do you get that wrong? The time of day is explainable because they had to film everything during one. Apparently, they could only film it like during the day, or at night, because the movie it's at night and it's a, it was a day game. Okay, yeah, but they had to film at night because of like logistics. That's my point. Like Koski didn't catch the pop up. Hawking caught the pop up. Yeah. Then got spiked, right? Yeah, Jock Jones stepped on him. Some people say on purpose. I remember that. Yeah. But uh, we we tracked down Michael Kadire for both those episodes, and he told stories and took us behind the curtain there. So we've got more episodes we're going to roll out over the next few weeks. Consider this season one, and the first two episodes are out. So Minnesota Sports Rewind, we're having fun doing some deep dives on this. Let's make some predictions, shall we, gentlemen? Most definitely. Most definitely. Rami is not here to make predictions, but it doesn't mean we can't drag him through the accountability session as well. <laughs> when we come back, it is Mackie and Judd with Rami. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.